0: Art is too important not to share. Welcome to the Allie and Callie ArtCast.
1: Hi, I'm Allie. And I'm Callie. And we're with the Arts and Culture Alliance. Hello, everyone. Hello, everybody. How's everybody today? Good. Yesterday, it was so windy. I know. I hate the wind. Can I tell you, there was one time in Colorado, going back, going back, when we lived in Colorado, um... When Maddie was little and we were, I was taking the kids to school, Jackson to preschool and Maddie to whatever grade she was in. Cause I have no, I don't remember. She was little mm-hmm. and we were walking up the hill. I was shutting the door, grabbing Jackson, grabbing Maddie. And the wind was so strong. I ha- grabbed Maddie's hand and her feet took air. And she was like, what is this word? Not horizontal. Oh, my goodness. I had to hold her and pull her down. And she's going, Mommy! Oh, my goodness. I hate the wind. So, there you go. But I had no damage at my house. How's your house? Well, a tree decided to
0: break at the top and went,
1: "foom" right on
0: top of our new patio furniture. We have one crunched. Dang it. Love seat. Well, yeah, but I was just really glad. we. I mean, we weren't outside because when that's it's good. really windy, I just... Yeah, don't, I'm like, no, that's yeah, really stupid not, to go out there. Yeah, but the so dogs, much. you know, they're not quite as... Yeah. on top of that and I was really glad that they weren't out there especially Wrigley who's running around with a t-shirt tied to himself because he won't stop licking that place oh, where he, he just got, got neutered
1: mm-hmm.
0: yeah he Aww. looks really funny he's wearing he. well occasionally he'll pee the t-shirt because I don't get it off in time for him to go pee but um, it, they've all been Iron Man t-shirts and I strategically <laughs> put the little M dot on his butt <laughs>
1: He's a little iron dog. Uh, Iron man But
0: your story reminds me of a time when Byron was, he was just uh, maybe three or four years old, Mm -hmm. and his best buddy lived across the street, Gary David. Mm -hmm. And I was over visiting Gary David's mom, and the boys were outside, and it got really windy. And actually, a little twister, kind of, what did they call him? Dirt Devil? Yeah, Dirt Devil went down our street. And and Cindy and I watched this... um, Little, you know, pool, plastic pool that kids use go go flying over my house. Mm -hmm. And the boys run up to the front door and Byron goes, Mom, the wind picked me up. Oh, yeah. I couldn't walk. And (laughs) I'm like, oh, my God. So that's why I don't go outside when it's really windy. stay inside. I'm a little
1: heavier than he was, (laughs) but I still am worried about that. So that's our little, you know, stay inside, be careful. Yeah, be careful. Watch out for that wind. Right. And let's see, what else? Anything else? No, that's about it. No. Oh, I did do the... Um, uh, recently, I just did a little <gasps> stage reading of the vagina monologue. You did, and you were so good. <laughs> Thank you. It was very fun, and it's it's a very moving piece. It's not mm-hmm. all comedy, but there is... Uh, It was fun. Marilee Wallace put it on with her group, North Idaho Alliance. Uh And um, And it was a benefit for UGM. Yes, and so we raised some money for them, which is Mm -hmm. great. And uh, it was at Life and um, it was fun. And uh, hopefully we can do it again sometime and raise some more money for some of the women's um, nonprofits. That yeah. And help some women what out there. What a great idea. Yeah. but yeah. It, it I worked. laughed really, really hard. <laughs> I th- think I'm still red inside. Just a little bit. There's a couple. <laughs> I know. You
0: said you, you said a few words over and over yeah, again. Yeah, we won't that say them
1: on the podcast. No. <laughs> just in case my dad's listening. And, you know, I just,
0: you
2: know. My
1: favorite was your little monologue of just sounds. Oh, the moaning. Yeah the moaning we won't go there yeah (laughs) (laughs) it was anyway it was super fun and i'm so glad i got to do that yeah
0: cool well here we are here we
1: are um
0: with a friend Mm -hmm. that i have known for probably over 30 years i want to say wow um or at least at least 25 yeah at least well welcome yeah so welcome Hi, and i gotta tell you Hera. She, when I met her, she was just a mere graphic designer. Mm. But now she's a photographer, she is a podcaster, That's right. she's an artist, and she's just a generally great person. So, welcome. thanks. Thank you.
2: Yay. I <laughs> started
0: my podcast the same week as you. Yes, you did. Yeah. Crazy. And I might mention that our promo photos were done by her. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Us yeah. jumping in the air. Us jumping <laughs> in the air, which is my favorite. We had so much fun. <laughs> it was a great day. That was yep. fun. Thanks. So, so go let's ahead. let's start with you just telling us a little bit about yourself and
2: where your passions come from. Okay. Um well, as you know, I've been a graphic designer forever. I gra- graduated from college with a degree in advertising, but in high school, I had a dark room and I was very into photography. I had, you know, I used to develop my own photos. And then even after college, I wanted to go into photography and I was gonna give it all up. I was working at an ad agency and I, in Miami and I went to a photography studio cause I was gonna give it all up and just learn from them like apprentice. But I was too scared. I wasn't smart enough to learn lighting, and really gave up on my dream, my entire life of photography. Hmm. That's funny that you say that because that is exactly why I don't do it. Oh, okay. So, so maybe you'll get back into it because a couple of years ago, um, I think it was October 2019. On a whim, I went to a conference in. Toronto, Canada. And truthfully, I didn't, I had to look on the map where Toronto was. I didn't know what I was doing. I was just like, okay, this is a conference. And the reason I was convinced to go was Seth Godin and Elizabeth Gilbert were going to be speakers. But I paid for like this, um, the extra day, like the VIP experience. And it really changed my life. It was all about dreaming. And I thought, well, I've been doing graphic design for 30 years at that point, or about 30 years. And I mean, I love it, but I don't—not excited about it. Mm-hmm. I'm really good at it, but it just doesn't like you know. I'm like, can't wait to get on to the computer and do something. So I thought, well, this will help. This conference, with this dreaming, and um, during the first day, that was the VIP experience. They were they, all the speakers kept talking about, you know, your passion, and then if you do that, everything works you know, the pe- the right doors open, everything just happens correctly, and I had just kind of learned after a, a long childhood of, well, a long life of not really loving myself, I just really come to terms with who I was, and that's what I wanted for everybody, and that was where my passion was, was helping women love themselves, mm-hmm. and it occurred to me that I could do that through photography. And I created, the following weekend, I created Yes, Yes Magic, which was my first idea. Right. And um, the first six people I photographed, I was going to shoot, it was right before my 52nd birthday. I was going to shoot 52 women in 52 weeks. Mm-hmm. And um, I, the first six people I photographed with my iPhone. That's how willing people were to give me a shot, like to just uh-huh. go with my dream, which was crazy to me. Uh-huh. And then I was like, well, I, my gosh, I need a camera. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> and so this. since then, I now I have three bodies, you know, like I have like thousands, hundreds of thousands maybe invested. But anyway, um, so that is just, w- and, then, and then COVID hit. So I only shot 25 people of the 52. But COVID was a real blessing in that I... Decided to do a self portrait series because mm-hmm. I was stuck at home. Mm-hmm. And I ended up doing it for 60 days. And I totally learned lighting because I was a, the model and very patient with myself.
1: Uh-huh. And
2: mm-hmm. I just, it's not as hard as you think. Wow. <laughs> That's my point. <laughs> and well, you were one of my first people who came. I was. was. Very sweet. I know so much more now. Let's redo your photos. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's just been a real joy. And every time I go take photos, I'm like a little kid. And that's, and, and, you know, I've been doing graphic design for 30 years, but people actually know me as a photographer and I've been doing it too. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. It's yeah. kind of crazy. Funny. It's A little yeah. annoying.
1: Yeah, right. <laughs> like,
2: but, but also, because it's my passion, it's where I'm having the most fun. It's where, right. I, what I'm promoting, even though I should be promoting graphic design, because that's still actually paying the bills. Right. right. Um, it's just where I just have, I just love it. I love showing women, and I have had so many people say oh my gosh, I'm so beautiful just seeing their photo. And I'm like, all I did was point it and click it. Mm-hmm. You are beautiful. Like I just show them what they can't see. Oh, that yeah. just gives
0: me chills Yeah, when you say that.
2: Well, I that. that. I really think that's true. I think I see, because I can finally see my own, I can see others. Mm-hmm. And so that's it's bringing talent. my gift to the world. Well, and it's a talent
1: to make women and or anyone feel comfortable. It's right. very vulnerable, and it you is know, very as an actress, having to get headshots and you, you have to show who you are in a, and and they're like, smile, and then don't smile, and then do this, and you're like, it's always awkward, right? Yeah. And it's hard to get a good headshot, and it's hard to get a good photographer to really work with you and make you feel comfortable right, right away, right? Mm-hmm. And so hearing that about you know what yeah. you do and how you, the women say that that that's a, a compliment to you, thank you. That mm-hmm. you make them feel. Comfortable.
2: So when so I did a series. I took photos of my daughter, and um, she suggested that I she pick words that describe who she is, and Mm -hmm. we uh, she wanted me to paint them on her back. So literally, we like went out into the garage, found Mm -hmm. some paints, and I hand painted all the words that she thought described who she was not what she looked like Ooh. what she knew herself to be mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that sparked a series I think of like 29 women mm-hmm. and that the, was a brilliant I, yeah
1: I saw some these,
2: these people would I don't know the women I just put it on Facebook and people respond and so they would come over I would meet them Mm -hmm. That second, sit down, talk with them, Mm -hmm. but then, okay, get half naked and let me paint on your back. All these words that are so emotional because they're choosing beautiful and fighter and all the things, you know, Mm -hmm. that really who they are, they struggled with the coming up with their own words. Mm -hmm. And um, because of those conversations that I was having with these women, I realized, and in Through Yes, Yes Magic, I would talk with everybody for about an hour before we would do the photo shoot because then, then it's an intimate experience. It's mm-hmm. not just, okay, smile. Okay, look sad. Okay, exactly. look off. I know. Um, so that sparked the podcast because I realized I'm a safe place for people to open up and I really enjoy having intimate, vulnerable conversations. I don't know why because it's and exhausting. You, <laughs> but you do. I, I it's do. amazing how you hit the heart of the matter. Oh, thank you. Podcasts. Thanks. Yeah, I'm, I've am i had a couple people say, you know, like one counselor I was talking to, She, I didn't know this about her, but she just kept talking about her clients, her clients, her clients. And I was like, no, I want to know about you. And finally she told me about she w- used to cut when she was 13. And mm-hmm. she said afterwards that she's never told anybody that, that I just had a really gentle way of asking her to open up with me. So uh-huh. that was just a nice compliment. Yeah. So I really do... I, I see that I have the ability to have people open up and share.
1: That's really and cool. And we want to mention your podcast is See Beneath Your Beautiful podcast. Yeah. yeah. See Beneath Your Beautiful. Yeah.
2: There's a song by Labyrinth called Beneath Your Beautiful. Mm-hmm. And he talks about tearing down your walls and let me see inside. Let me see who you are. Mm-hmm. And that's why the name of the podcast, because I think everybody's beautiful and it has nothing to do with what you look like.
1: Mm-hmm. Right. It's yeah. about your heart. Yeah, so it that's, is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's beautiful. Thanks. And how many, you've been doing it for how long? As long for as... For a year. I just passed a year. As passed long as passed as a year yeah. And I'm on,
2: this Saturday will be episode, or, oh, well, anyway, um, this episode that airs, this coming up is 56. Wow. So I passed, great. 53 was the, you know, this new season. So that was yeah, exciting. That's awesome. So you kept
0: going through the, we yeah. took a break. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: But you know, like I, I do bank them. Like I do a bunch at once. Uh-huh. And then, so then I have breaks anyway, like, you know, sure. but yeah, it's yes. And, and I, and I feel like the podcast and the photography, while they are not paying the bills really, I mean, I'm the the p- podcast for sure is not paying a bill. It's very, a passion project because it's mm-hmm. so much effort. Right. But when I edit the podcast, I edit it. Like I edit a photo where I take such care, mm-hmm. an hour worth of conversation, I usually take about six hours to edit. Wow. Because I'm cutting out, well, anything that's, that doesn't add value to the listener. Mm -hmm. You know, that's not, uh, that's, if it, if she, if they repeat themselves, it gets, the repeat gets deleted. I mean, I really care about the listener's experience Mm -hmm. and every, um, every, Mm -hmm. um, every, everything. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Anyway, so it's, I feel like it's, it's art just like the, the photography. Mm Mm-hmm.
1: So you where did you come from? Are you said Miami how did you get from, to Coeur d'Alene? I
2: came from Miami um, yeah I lived in Florida until I was 23 and I was married at the time and my he was very unhappy in Florida it, but not you know we were young and didn't have kids and mm-hmm. it was hot and muggy and crowded and <laughs> I was okay to move somewhere and we looked we had the relocation packages. Along the walls. I mean, that back then, that's what you did. You, you yeah. actually called Chambers of Commerce, and they sent relocation packages now. It's oh, all yeah. online, but mm-hmm. there wasn't online then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or maybe there was, but it was new. Anyway, mm-hmm. um, his mother was an esthetician in Miami, and she had heard from somebody. One of her clients said something about Coeur d'Alene, and we decided on it sight unseen. Oh wow. wow! I happened to get a job at Coldwater Creek before I moved up here. Oh, but we were coming up no matter what. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Great. Wow. Yeah, and then and then after my divorce from him, I did move to live with my sister for a year and a half, but I ended up moving back mm-hmm. in Boston. So, mm-hmm. yeah, this is home. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's been home a long longer than Florida was. Right. Right. Yeah. And right. you have two girls. I have two daughters, 26 and 22. And they're off in the world. My youngest is living with my sister in Boston. And my oldest got married and is in Canada, living with a Canadian, became, became a Canadian mm-hmm. citizen. So, and I'm just like my daughter. Yeah. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. 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 And I'm magically married to the man of my dreams. I just am so mm-hmm. madly in love. We've been together almost eight years. Yep. I feel very lucky. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: That's great.
2: <laughs> yep.
0: We all went out to dinner once. To I think we were celebrating Harrow's birthday. That was pretty fun. Oh, yeah. Got to meet Philip. Oh, yeah. He's awesome. Yeah. Hi, I'm Marilee Wallace, a board member of the Coeur d'Alene Arts and Culture Alliance and the owner of NIA, the North Idaho Alliance. We specialize in connecting women of all ages, experience, and backgrounds in our community. One of the ways to do this is at our annual Onward and Upward Women's Conference, and it's coming up on May 25th. Our speakers are amazing, so you don't want to miss this. Tickets are on sale at Eventbrite, and they're just $79 for the entire day. On your web browser, type in Onward and Upward Women's Conference 22. And if you still can't find us, talk to Allie and Callie. They can tell you how to find us. We'll look forward to seeing you on May 25th at the Onward and Upward Women's Conference. And oh, Men are welcome, so feel free to bring them.
1: So who are some of your very favorite guests that you've had on your podcast so far?
2: My favorite episode is I had, I I lost my mother when I was 18 and mm-hmm. she was 46. Mm-hmm. And my favorite episode is I interviewed 12 women who have lost their mothers in death. Mm. And uh, I, you know, I interviewed each one of them for like an hour and then had to cut their things down to like like Sweep ten it. minutes Ooh, each. Wow. And it was that, that would torture. be hard. It Ooh. was really torture because the conversations were so beautiful every second mm-hmm. of them. But because they are cut down to their just exactly what you need to hear, it's the most powerful episode I think I've done. And for me, they're just the most beautiful because I've lived with a life of longing and hearing other women's stories, anybody who talks about their mom. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't know, I like mom stories and so mm-hmm. and I've actually I've been thinking about doing an episode with women who have not lost their mothers but do not have relationships with them, which I uh, find is so many.
1: It's really and it I breaks my heart. I yeah. have a friend from college and she actually just posted the other day and she has a mother who absolutely is cruel to her Mm -hmm. and uh, blames her for everything and um and she's come out of it and she's she's a really strong person and i don't know how i would deal with that i my mother was tough as nails but she loved us Mm -hmm. you know unconditionally you know we could do no we did wrong (laughs) and we got in trouble but she was still loving yeah and this woman i it blows my mind, I, and and that would be interesting to know people that actually have parents or loved ones that are supposed to be your relatives mm-hmm. that actually don't care for you, right? And 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 are not loving. It, it's it's it, really it, sad. It's horrible. Yeah. Some people should not be parents. Right. Right. And it's just the 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 darn truth. You know. Right. I've interviewed a lot of people
2: who. Not about this, but that mention that. And I think it could be, it's just so sad though. But I do, I do, um, the point of my podcast I think is to talk to people who have suffered some kind of trauma, any kind of trauma, And, you know, it doesn't matter how big or small, because if it's a trauma for you, it's a trauma. Mm -hmm. But then how that are on the other side of it and how to mm -hmm. found the light. Right. And so how the whole point is that it's a help. It's, you know, helpful. How did you come out out of it? So that it's helping somebody else. Because when I first started, I think the third person I interviewed was a 19 year old girl that I had photographed who is schizophrenic. Mm. And I just was so impressed with her that she wanted to be photographed and show what it feels like to be have this disorder or whatever yeah. you call it. I'm not sure what to call it. Um, but then when I interviewed her, I realized she's not on the other side of it. And she was sometimes suicidal. And I had no idea what to say to her. I'm not a trained anything. Right. I'm just a good listener. And so, I didn't air her episode. I took her to lunch and explained why. and uh, But but because of her I realized what I needed to do is that I needed people on the other side of their trauma mm-hmm. and how can they help this nineteen right. year old girl? And mm-hmm. she's often in my mind when I when I tape, you know, like how would we help her? Mm-hmm. Right. So, so that was great that I interviewed her. Have yeah. you ever thought
1: of getting a degree in, in maybe some therapy or or counseling? Well, the reason or? I
2: don't is because I feel like I'm still I'm still going through it myself. I have nothing to mm-hmm. offer because I'm in the middle of it myself. I'm learning myself. Each person I interview, I'm like, "Oh, how can you help me?" You know. Right. So <laughs> I don't think I don't think that's my calling. No. Mm-hmm. So I'm just it's really great. learning to listen. What is my what am I good at, and go with that instead of trying to be something I'm not. Right. right. Because one time when I lost a lot of weight, and then I was helping other women lose weight. And then I gained all the weight back.
1: <laughs> right.
2: I felt like such a fraud. Mm-hmm. And I don't wanna. I don't wanna do that with mental health because I. I would feel like a total fraud. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not something I know anything about, mm-hmm. or right. I feel comfortable saying I'm. I mean, I like having the hard conversations. I think it's beautiful that there's a safe space for people to have these conversations. Right. But that's all it is yeah. it's not it's I mean I'm not offering any they're offering me tips what they've yeah. done how they've mm-hmm. learned we're all work hope. in progress right, yeah. right. we're not yeah.
1: perfect and yeah. we all have experiences that can't uh you know, not all our traumas, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's equal.
0: <laughs> and sometimes I think it's better that you're just the listener. Right. That you don't have an agenda. Mm-hmm. You're not trying to fix somebody right. necessarily. You're just trying to let
1: somebody tell their story. 100%. And sometimes that's all you need. That's, yeah. Sometimes that, you actually, just need to talk it out. There are
2: there are a number of people that I've asked, well, what would be the best thing for somebody to say in this, like, I've interviewed somebody who lost their son, to he took one pill and it was laced with enough fentanyl <gasps> to kill six people, and he died. Oh, oh yeah, and
1: oh, ugh.
2: um, just Horrible. anyway, she said she really explained it that meet people where they're at and just be willing to sit with them in whatever space they're in. Mm-hmm. If they want to cry, cry with them. If they want to, if you know, even not cry, whatever, if you can just. If you can just hold space for people and not have your agenda, that is what a grieving person needs. And yeah. so I've learned a lot. I really yeah. have. But it's not my calling to be a grief counselor or anything. No. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. It's exhausting. And yeah. actually I have um way beyond my comfort zone offered to take photos of people who are dying for an organization out of Seattle that's coming to Spokane.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, wow.
2: And so if they like a uh, somebody who finds out that their baby is dying for instance you go to the hospital or Mm -hmm. or if they're out of the hospital wherever and you just take end-of-life photos right and I couldn't believe I was volunteering like be Without my consent, I was volunteering for this. But if I'm going to say that I can handle these things and that it's important that we can talk about death and not shy away from it, then I better go do what I say I'm going to do. You know, so it was so surprising to me that I was volunteering. But Mm -hmm. anyway, I haven't done it yet. I'm just getting... um, You have to volunteer at the hospital and then get background check and everything. Oh, right. Obviously, I will pass, but
1: (laughs) I still have to do the steps. I think we're always amazed how much stronger we are. Right. Oh, yeah. Then, you know, being in those, you don't know what you're going to do until you're in that situation. Right. Um, I actually have a really good friend uh, yesterday who is struggling. Her father's end of life is happening Mm -hmm. and uh, got a call. While we were sitting there having cup of coffee, and she, her mom called crying and said, "Dad's not doing well. He's his face is drooping, and I we think he had a stroke. He Friday broke his foot. He was he has dementia. He's carrying rocks and it, all kinds of crazy stuff. And uh, and so my friend was just losing it, and I'm like, I'm gonna drive you. We're gonna go. Mm-hmm. Let's just go." You know, and she's crying. I'm crying. We're. I'm. And she's like, "No, don't go." I'm like, "Of course, I'm going to go. Why? I don't." And it was the wind from hell. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> and I'm like, I drove actually over a tree. Oh I, wow! One of the trees had gone down in the road. It was way up up north. You know, near Canada. <laughs> let's just say. And uh, we got there, and um, my daughter's a nurse, so I knew a few things that I could ask her. And she asked me questions as if I know, I only know through my daughter, but I also have gone through death with my mother and I can see that he's, he's going and she's asking me, is he going? And I said, he's going, you know, and, mm. and so, but my strength is I'll be strong for her because I know I see it and she she hasn't been through this before, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so I'm watching it, going, "Oh, I'm I'm here for her." It was easy to listen, yeah. and and she just asked questions, and I, I said, "I'm not an expert, but this is what I think," mm-hmm. and it, and just to talk it out, and that's what I think. This is great. I'm going to listen more to your podcast. Oh, thanks. <laughs> I my hear more. my father
2: died, um, 2007, but he suffered from Alzheimer's, and. Um, my husband's father is now going through it and his stepmother and he are very, you know, they're, they're handling it well, but they're traumatized a bit because they, but with my experience and a step back, because I haven't grown up with his father, you know, just Mm -hmm. loved Mm -hmm. him for eight years. I'm like. I can be soft in the voice of reason, like you're saying, because he's getting upset, you know, irrationally and stuff like that. And and
1: they tend to be a little more um, aggressive aggressive towards the ones who are with them exactly. every day yeah. right so and they're they're, they're yeah. freaking
2: out because he's yelling at them and I'm like oh I totally understand how you're feeling Tom you know right. like, I can just be not take it personal at all because right. it is not I know mm-hmm. that because of my father yeah it's
1: mm-hmm. oh yeah. such a, yeah. a horrible disease yeah, yeah. yeah. it and, really uh, is so let's go back if you could choose anyone living or dead who would you love to photograph mm.
2: That's a good question. I have to say that, you know, my, I think my talent is in photographing women and helping them see their beauty. But my favorite thing to photograph is the, is for the exact opposite reason. I love photographing little kids. Oh Oh, yeah. Because they they have, they're not (laughs) self-conscious. They don't, not only do they not notice the rolls in their belly, they (laughs) just, they just think they're the cutest. They just are. They just are. (laughs) And so it's a real pleasure to photograph kids and adults who re- can remember the kid in themselves mm-hmm. um and having fun because yeah. because it's not um because I still have graphic design and it's paying the bills the whole goal of photography for me is to have fun no matter whether it's a branding photo shoot or, or whatever like I'm here to make art let's have fun like yeah so that's how I approach them all and I don't think there's i don't know i think everybody brings something different there's not one person i can think i think if you're having fun and you can maybe emote <laughs> that yeah. would be fun so I, I have photographed actors before and that's fun because they know how to you bring it have on. an expression but sure. yeah. but but the the talent i think is taking somebody who doesn't feel that way mm-hmm. and and showing them something beautiful yeah because I have photographed a bunch of models now and it's easy to get a good photo. The real challenge is taking somebody who's so uncomfortable like, and overweight ah. and older and then them looking at the photos and going, wow. So uh-huh. that's, it's I a like real beautiful. pleasure. Yeah, yeah. sure. Yeah.
0: A lot of satisfaction out of that. It is. Your recent photo series with the angels. In the, oh yeah, that's, yeah.
2: That was really fun. That was fun. Yeah. What, what prompted that? Oh, well, I had a woman who wanted to do a boudoir photography, but, is overweight and was self-conscious and so that got me thinking she could be hide behind angel wings mm-hmm. love it um and still feel sexy but you know maybe use something to cover her up a little bit yeah and then that didn't even happen and the wings uh, the, their expense those beautiful ones that wrap around are very expensive so I ended up getting these two beautiful pair and then you know, I just want to make art, so I keep having these series. Right. But also, I get bored very easy. Mm-hmm. And I was so done. <laughs> uh. <laughs> I was, I'm just, my husband always laughs. He said, I don't know how you don't get sick of me, because I'm always ready for the next adventure. Well, now you need a devil series. Yeah, well, and the, so my daughter brought, you know, a little devilish to it. She oh, good. She was good, good. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's And wild. that was one of my favorite interviews also, was I interviewed my 26-year-old daughter. Oh. And... That's we, fun. We had a terrible relationship when she was a teenager. Like I called the cops on her terrible. <gasps> oh, she was wow. terrible. Ooh, yeah. Wow. And I... Don't tell anybody. No. But I think she she's probably my best friend. Oh. Uh, like we are... She just gets me more yeah. than anybody else. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> Maybe that's why we butted heads so much as teens <laughs> Yeah. Uh, right. she was a teen. Mm-hmm. But so the the conversation that we had... I think it's so beautiful because it can show you what a mother and daughter can be, Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, and all that I longed for for my mother. So I just I really love that episode, too. That's oh, yeah, that's yeah. great. Yeah. So love-
0: so maybe uh, let's talk a little bit about the technical side of your photography. What oh, are okay. you using? What equipment are you using? I'm sure there's okay. some people out there that are listening that want to know what to go buy. Oh, well, Besides your
1: iPhone. Well, yeah, beside your iPhone. Which
0: which
2: takes good photos. It does. I just got the 13. I know, I'm like, oh, I like they yeah. photos. I got my
1: 13, too. Yeah, yeah I'm it's, like, it's darn good. not as
2: heavy as those things. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I have a yeah. giant camera. Well, you know, I have a but I ha- they have the mirrorless now, which I don't have. So I don't know if I'm the right person to ask because I would think if you ask people would say go mirrorless, but I don't, I don't, don't even know,
1: know what that, that means. <laughs> Jinx, Jinx, one, two, three, you can't talk. It's more it. like,
2: it's more like an iPhone, I would say, you know, where there's, I just really like the old school of looking through the, the, the eye, lens, the eye, yeah. you know, the eye view, the viewfinder. The viewfinder. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah, And holding up a big giant lens. And I just really, cause I did it so young and, you know, had my own dark, I just really like that. But, um, I do Really enjoy not having to develop film and you know nice buy to film. That's Digital great and
1: have the little yeah whatever. Mm-hmm. So
2: I have a Nikon D850. I have two of them. I have two bodies and I have the first camera has a Nikon D800, which now just is sitting there because that's the thing is you just have and you have to have two cameras. I have multiple. I have two of everything because right. what happens if you're in yeah. the middle of a paid shoot and something goes right. wrong? So that it's just really it's a really expensive. Not hobby. I mean, I'm hoping that someday that's all I am as a photographer because mm-hmm. it's really
0: that it pays the bills. That
2: it pays the bills. What my real goal is to be paid to travel. Oh, <laughs> and I have this idea that, like the See Me series, where you know women are coming to terms with who they are. To somehow, oh, I'm going to say this on your podcast, and so maybe it'll just bring it out into the world because yes. I just had this idea. There you go. That um to to hook on to women's retreats and to be the photographer at women's retreats so that for the whole weekend or whatever, however long, I'm getting to know these women.
1: Uh-huh. And then
2: it culminates in this beautiful experience of a photo shoot uh-huh. for each guest or whatever. Oh, and because there's a retreat, I am get to go travel somewhere. Right. So that's the goal is to get paid to travel and have intimate relationships with women. That's like mm-hmm. all the good things that I love in the world. You know right. what
1: it also sounds to me? It sounds like a book. What it, do you mean? It sounds like a book of stories of oh. of women and their photographs mm-hmm. and oh, their yeah. stories. We interviewed
0: um, Adam Schluter. It reminds me yeah. of yeah. Adam a little bit. Yeah, it does. Yeah. And he did a book on oh, stories, yeah. the stories that came from the photos.
2: Well, and that's the thing I do feel like with the podcast, that's why I edit it so much because it's it's somebody's story and I'm crafting it for them. Mm-hmm. So I do think maybe I could marry the two. Somebody did ask me at the end of a podcast interview, um, if I had to choose graphic design or podcast or f- photography, what would I choose? And I was like, oh no, uh, like uh, panicked. <laughs> yeah,
0: right. And uh, so
2: I can't. I yeah. figure maybe at some point I decided then that maybe the photography and the podcast marry into videography.
1: Mm. Oh, and mm-hmm. I tell
2: stories that way. Yeah. yeah. Because I do think even with graphic design that I'm a storyteller for businesses, you know, that I'm telling, I'm always telling a story and how to sell it, tell it the most succinct. Mm-hmm. Same, same thing with graphic design. I think it's the mm-hmm. same way that what's the quickest way to tell the story that doesn't bog down the viewer or the reader.
0: Hey, y'all. It's Jason from Tubbs Coffee Roasters. We are North Idaho's specialty coffee roaster. We are homegrown and we are local. We love coffee and we love our community, especially Allie and Callie in ArtCast. We have a retail space in our roastery in Hayden, and we can also be found on the shelves at Super One and Yokes. And if you like to buy coffee online, we do offer subscriptions. You can find us at TubbsCoffeeRoasters.com. Support arts and culture and your local roaster. That's all. So tell us a little bit about um, turning photography into your full-time business
2: and phasing out the graphic design side. Okay, well, I do think that maybe people don't value the time and... Expertise it takes mm-hmm. to do photography,
1: mm-hmm.
2: especially because everybody has an iPhone and thinks they're a photographer, and and also getting great photos. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, like I'm not saying they're not great photographers. Sometimes you can great great photos, mm-hmm. right? But the you know like just the. The cost of equipment, like I said, I have to have two camera bodies, which are $3,000 each, and then oh. the lenses. And then like even a battery for my flash is $180 and you can't just have one because it goes out so quick. So right. I, oh, yeah, so everything's like times three. You right. Know? Mm-hmm. So, um, and then people just really don't value the time it takes to edit photos. And maybe because... Some people don't take as much time as I do, mm-hmm. but I just care about every little thing. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. I'm going to make sure there's no spots anywhere and you know. Right. I sometimes even maybe even though I think everybody's perfect exactly the way they are, I sometimes will maybe curve you in a tiny bit more than you were really cuz right. I feel like I'm helping a sister out and they don't see that. They just go, "Oh, look how great I looked that day." Yeah. You know, yeah. they don't even know I'm doing it. Yeah. I'm yeah. not telling anybody that they're not perfect. Right. Um but so for instance, like the other day I took photos and, you know, it was, I drove from Post Falls to Spokane and back. And so that's a couple hours. And then the photo shoot was only a half hour, but then I spent six hours editing 11 photos only. Wow. Um, and so when people are like, you know, I have, I see on the Facebook groups all the time. We need a wedding photographer and we have the max budget is $120. (laughs) Oh boy. (laughs) I just saw that the other day and I was like, Oh yeah. $120. I can't even like get out of my house. (laughs) I can't even like that's packing up my equipment costs that much money Yeah, because Mm. just packing up the equipment takes a half hour because you have to make sure you have everything and it's the right things Mm -hmm. for this experience. Anyway, so so photography becoming a full-time job, well, I guess we'll have to be, people will just have to value, well, I think I'm creating that value. I, I think, think you are too. Yeah, yes. my portfolio is speaking for itself, that I've, I'm i really proud of my portfolio, mm-hmm. where it's come in this short amount of time, mm-hmm. like the shoot I did the other night that I'm referring to with this girl on the steps of the St. John's Cathedral, mm. she was gorgeous I'm just blown away by those photos I love them so to be proud of what you're doing and to be excited to go do it and you know all the models are saying that you know they take you know oh the photographer hasn't edited those photos yet from a couple months ago but I'm more excited than the model I can't wait to see what I've done because it's art what am I going to create right so I'm just so excited about it and because I went to that conference a couple years ago and I truly believe that my passion will end up because it's my passion I can see that it's bringing the right people I'm getting I'm getting like I've already got a senior photo shoot lined up for August that's crazy that you wow. know yeah. yeah so people were making sure that they get me you know like, yeah they're on my books and so that's exciting
0: well You're I think demand. I think it's it you know it does take time because yeah. we all know that the best Marketing is word of mouth, right? And um, your your work speaks for itself. Oh, the thanks. fact that you put six hours into
2: it right. makes it special, mm-hmm. right? That's I mean, what I think. Yeah. I'm really, I'm very, I care. It's because it's art, and I think I really have fun. So last year when I was doing all these senior photo shoots, my favorite was the mothers who would call and say, "I have." my senior son who does not want to do this yeah. and I'm like, challenge accepted <laughs> and then we have fun and they yeah, have right. fun and it shows I'm just like I love that more than anything actually because yeah. I'm like I'm just I know I can make him have fun yeah and then they're the ones who have the most fun because mm-hmm. they don't want to they don't want to admit they want to do it
1: right right and then <laughs> they start to go oh this is fun yeah. maybe I should go yeah. into modeling
0: <laughs> <laughs> well yeah. the one thing we have not talked about is your art you're yeah, a yeah. You are a painter also. And I, I still have one of your
2: magnets on my oh, refrigerator. Um, I don't think that's where my... My mother was a fine artist uh-huh. who didn't paint. She went to school for for fine art in Miami and she was a, an amazing artist and... Mm-hmm. Um, and she used to say she would paint when she retires because she had six children within nine years Hopefully. of each other. Oof. And then she died young. So, mm-hmm. so the art I have in my house is of my, mother, my mother's art. And I've always looked at it like I can't live up to her work. And then around the same age that she passed away, around 45 or 46, I'm 54 right now, I thought, well, I'll just be my own artist. I won't be her. And so I started painting. And I appreciate that you have a piece of in your house <laughs> because it's not the way I feel about photography. I'm not really proud of the work I did. I mean, uh-huh. I had fun. It was full of joy. Right. I still really love it. I can't wait to, I even just, you know, the paint nights. I'm just, I'm in, I'm hundred percent right. in. I mm-hmm. love it. I love seeing what I can create. There's a hundred percent joy doing it. But I don't think that's where my talent is. But I'm glad I explored it. But, uh-huh. So thanks for bringing it up. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, just you know, and then I discovered the iPad and Procreate, and that's a really beautiful experience of painting on the iPad with, mm-hmm. because you can have all the mediums together. And right, I did great there too. But then it almost feels like cheating. It's just not. It's just not where my passion is. I'm right. just uh-huh. going to follow. I'm going to listen to those people who told me that to succeed is to follow your dream. And whether or not I make money at it, I am succeeding mm-hmm. because I'm having fun. I'm, right. I'm living a joyful life. And that's important. Yeah.
0: And that's all. Well, And is. I thought it was important to bring up that you're, Thank you, you. that you explored a lot of different creative outlets. I can't yeah. help
2: it. I mean, I just want to create. I think, I think that I want to write. I want to everything. I want to express myself. I want to let people express themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Well, this is fascinating, and you are fascinating. Oh, thanks. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm, I'm very... happy to be able to call you my friend. Oh, thank yes. you. I know we've known each
2: other for a very long a time. very long when time. When I had a studio down here in Coeur d'Alene. Yeah. Well,
0: I've... and we worked for the same uh, uh, agency for,
2: uh, not at the same oh, time. Did. Oh, is that how I know you? Yeah. Because I know... I, Back in the day, I used to hire you. You did, and then and since then, you've hired me a few times. Right, gave, I know. Yeah, go back yeah. and forth. How so. do we
1: contact you?
2: Yeah. Um, well, for photography, it's hara dot photography. That's so simple. <laughs> I know. So it's not dot com. H-A-R-A. It's dot Yeah, thank hara. 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 you. Hara photography, mm-hmm. and then see is the podcast, and my graphic design is. What is it? Studio, studio H-Creative. H- Dash, creative. Dash Creative. Dash Creative. I'm like, wait, Hara? We'll put no, Hara's in, not in that one. We'll put that in I the link I've always below. enjoyed
0: uh, Hara over the years that I've known her. Her her um, <laughs> graphic design studio has
2: changed names and looks. And Well, it's always been Studio H. It's just now Studio H Creative. With a, but the with logo's a, always changing. The logo's always changing. Oh, wow. And that's the thing. I just think my favorite one was the the way to evolve.
1: We We evolve. Of course. Allie, we get, we're different. I know. I love that. No, I just think that's funny that
2: people are like, well, no, that's my logo. And I'm like, well, that is your logo from 20 years ago. Yeah. (laughs) And maybe it's time for an upgrade because like, look at the evolution of all the, like people do evolve their logos, even Mm -hmm. big companies. And so I just can't help it because it's just another way to create. And I'm just that, you know what I, My daughter was saying this. My daughter's a web developer and a designer and an artist, the older one. And Mm -hmm. um, she was like, "Oh, I looked at something I painted a year ago, and I can't." I'm like, "I feel that way all the time." Oh my! (laughs) Yeah,
1: boy, I'm so
2: happy with it in the moment, but then I'm just like, "Oh, I've come a long way." And so even after thirty years, I feel that way. Mm -hmm. So that's good. I do love everything I do. I'm so thankful for the graphic design work. I'm not trying to poo-poo it, but I know that my passion and my heart is in photography.
1: Well, what's great is that. You can sustain your life yeah. and, and also fulfill your passion. Right. Yeah. And that's what we want to do. And that's what we all want to yeah. do, I think. We right? all, I think so.
0: Yes. Well, there's a few people that like to just go to work, get the money and go home. And I then know.
2: they fulfill well, their life in other ways. I have to uh-huh. say that not long ago, I turned down a job that was willing to pay me $100,000. And a friend of mine was so mad at me oh. because how dare I? Which I understood because, you know, I'm always kind of like, when's the next buck coming in? Yeah. But I valued my time more than the money because they wanted me like 10 hours a day. I was just like,
1: when do I live? Right. We call that, you're going to sell your soul. Right. Right. And so she, my
2: friend though, could not not believe I said no. And I was just like, I couldn't trade it. No. Mm -hmm. I just really value my life yeah mm-hmm. and I time will, I will struggle for the money I'm okay right. with that <laughs>
1: Yeah, time is more important yeah I really the think quality so. of life is more important mm-hmm. the older I get the more I, I, I cherish the people I'm surrounded by yeah and the quality of people and the work I do and I think I'm a healthier happier person because of that exactly right. so Follow your heart.
2: Right. Well, because my mom died so young, I feel like I've been trying to live out loud my whole life, which was it's in its way a blessing. And so I'm just always up for the adventure. I'm really the yes person. If you ask me to go to some crazy trip, I'm probably going to say yes and then try to figure out how to do it. Right. You know, I'm just, yes, let's do something. Let's go down this side road. That is uh, ten miles out of the way because what you don't know what you're going to see. I right, right. really feel that way. I, yeah. we, one time we followed these road these signs to a garage sale, and it took us ten miles down this crazy winding road. And I was like, "But if we hadn't done this, we never would have seen this beautiful spot we were driving down." I just mm-hmm. totally okay with any road untraveled. That's great. Yeah, well, I love it. I love your comment. Um, live out loud. Yeah, live
0: out That's loud. Great. That's great. I love that.
1: Well, let's do that.
0: Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Well, All right. thank well, you thanks, so Hera. much, Hera. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I appreciate me. the time and the,
1: yes. the conversation. Thanks. Me too. So I'm Allie. And I'm Callie. And whatever you do today, make sure it's creative.
0: The Allie and Callie Artcast is a program of the Coeur Arts and Culture Alliance and is sponsored by NIA. North Idaho Alliance, a woman-based leadership organization designed to inspire, uplift, and impact your community and lives. And Tubbs Coffee Roasters, globally sourced, locally roasted coffee.